Hello there, I am Paul Church. I am the director of the Enemo Group, a tech, data and digital talent solution. This is our podcast, Talent and Growth, and in this we get insights from talent leaders on their challenges and solutions to all things attraction and retention related. Today, I'm going to be joined by Graham Knox Cohen, the head of talent acquisition for Cigna, and we're going to be talking about how to support the mental well-being of our workforce and how that ties into attraction and retention. Really, really important topic um, and a nice one as well because it gives us ideas as to things we can do in our businesses um, to make it a little bit better for the people who work within them. So I hope you enjoy this. Here's Graham. Hello there, and today I am joined by uh, Graham uh, Knox-Cohen. He is the head of talent acquisition for international markets at Cigna. And today we're going to be talking about how to support the mental well-being of our workforce and, of course, how that plays into um, looking after our retention and attraction of talent. So, Graham, thanks for being with me today. How are you doing? I'm all right. Thank you. Thanks very much for having me as part of this, Paul. Much appreciated. Absolute pleasure. Absolute pleasure. And so I think a good place to start just be to hear a bit about your journey uh, in recruitment and talent, how you've got to where you are now and what your role encompasses these days at Cigna. Yeah, absolutely. So I am an out-and-out recruitment guy. Um, Done it for the majority of my life, more years than I probably want to mention. Um, But I, you know, I've covered a number of different kinds of recruitment models in that time throughout my career, in-house roles, agency roles, RPO roles. Um, So, you know, I had that full scope, that full experience, which has led me to the role I have at Cigna just now. Um, So I joined Cigna just about five and a half years ago, initially to head up talent acquisition for EMEA. Um, for the organisation, um, it later expanded to cover um, across APAC as well. So hence our international markets part of it. So um, our main hubs that we kind of look after is our Middle East, um, Dubai, Oman, Lebanon. We cover Africa, the UK, mainland Europe, Hong Kong. Um, so quite, and, and now a bit of Kuala Lumpur as well, actually, as well. So keeps it keeps it interesting, I think, in terms of what we support with Cigna's all kind of business units, all levels of hiring. So the full kind of 360 cycle of recruitment. But um, as I say, really exciting um, in terms of learning about the different countries and understanding how they work, um, understanding the different cultures, different client needs and wants. So every day, um, you know, teaches us something new, which is really exciting within recruitment. Absolutely. What, what, what's the makeup of your, your talent team right now? So I have six, six people in my team um, and they are spread across these locations so based in Hong Kong, Spain, UK um, and out in Dubai as well so you know we get to cover that it's it's really good dealing with the team Um, some of them have been here with me since the start some of them more new but a really really strong team um, that that does so well to support the business. And just off roughly uh, what what kind of numbers are are you bringing into the business between you each year? So probably within our team, we bring in anything between seven and nine hundred hires a year, uh, permanent hires they, across the various countries. It, it can fluctuate, of course, but as an average, that's what we've seen since I've joined. 
Fantastic. All right, cool. Well, look, this is, um, as I was mentioning before we went on air, it's it's a really nice topic, this. I think anything around men's well-being, when I think when, when we're talking about initiatives and ideas which companies can implement, because what's really nice is really we're always all looking for ideas to kind of nick from another company that we can do to make our own people happy, you know, and that's what, yeah. that's what it's all about. So just talk us through how, how and why did Cigna begin to put in new initiatives around mental well-being for its workforce? I think Cigna, we're a health and wellbeing company first and foremost, so it's always been on our agenda. It's always been a top point for us. I think COVID, like many organisations, accelerated that because mental wellbeing became so prominent for a number of factors. You know, people working at home virtually. We were an organisation that we we did have flexible working. People could work at home, but people, you know, could be in the office. And I think suddenly we were dealing with situations people working at home that maybe lived on their own or, you know, lived in a property that maybe had kids and they were trying to manage that as well during lockdown. And suddenly, you know, we were faced with all these issues that probably we never needed to consider before, which, you know, we were forced to. And, you know, we were not alone in that, I'm sure. So that kind of made us look at a lot of what we've done and a lot of our offering. How do we support people in this kind of new world? Um, as I say, you know, it was always front and foremost for us being a health and wellbeing organisation, you know, our employees well-being is, is foremost of what we do so uh, the new initiatives we looked at and some of the new practices we put in place definitely bore out of COVID um, and it's definitely lent itself well it's and it continues to expand even to this day right it's by no means done and it will be an ever-moving world or an ever-changing world so we'll continue to evolve and you know complement it even more but certainly that's it, where it probably became an even bigger focus for us than what it was pre-COVID. Absolutely. And, and and before we talk about exactly what it is you've implemented, where did you start when you were going to get the ideas as to what you should bring in to the business to, to, to support these initiatives? Do you know, I think a lot of it was, you know, teams having, you know, those kind of round the table or round the camera conversations around what do we think we could do? And it was sharing different ideas and trying to understand what some people thought would be good. You know, I think getting a collective view from people that maybe had those different challenges or their own personal circumstances was good to be saying, well, you know, it would maybe be good if we done this or maybe be good if we done that. So, you know, I think there was a real effort to get those views. And, you know, Sigda, we were really good at going out and you know, doing pulse surveys with their employees and asking them how we were doing and what more we could be doing. So we were getting the voice of our people as well, which was critical for us as we make decisions because we can make some, you know, suggestions and put some new practices in there. But if it doesn't resonate with our people, it will kind of fall flat. So it was important to get their view as well. Cool. Okay. And 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 so let's go into them. What what sort of initiatives have you put in place or did you put in place? So there's been quite a few things that we've done. I would say probably the biggest one that we've done was we expanded our employee assistance program um, even more and we made that available to people. And, you know, that's that's an external service that's completely confidential where people can phone up and speak to professionals to talk through any kind of worries and mental health issues that they have and it offers them advice and offers them su- support. Uh, that's been huge for us because it just, you know, it's it's talking to somebody with the organisation, somebody that's a bit more removed from the day-to-day of what we do and can offer that more impartial advice or insights and try to help them cope and teach them some coping mechanisms. So that was probably the biggest thing that we've done. Internally, we also looked at some other things around how we keep our, our staff kind of motivated and, you know, happy and engaged with us. So, you know, we brought in some initiatives. One is called Thank You Thursdays, where it's uh, an online portal 
and you can go in and you can recognize other workers that can be to thank them for what they've done in a project or to thank them if they've maybe helped you you know get something over the line that needed to be delivered but also to recognize different events so maybe somebody you know has become first-time parents or you know they've bought a new house whatever that reason may be you can go in and basically type in the name of that person you personalize that we know it goes on kind of a wee e-card and sent to them and it also goes to their line manager as well so it gives them the knowledge that their line manager is getting visibility of you know if they're doing help and going above and beyond so that's been a really nice thing you know just a simple we recognize you we thank you you know we're not in the office we're not able to do these things face to face but you know we do that and we do promote thank you thursdays it's it's a big thing for us we also brought in a new system it's called our point perk system so basically anyone that's a people manager can award you know high not not just high performers but you know really strong people or people that are working hard in the team points and they can build them up and then basically you go in and it's kind of like a catalog um and you can exchange the points for prizes so you know depending on how many points you've got it could be things like laptops or experience days right down to you know kitchen utensils for example so again another nice thing to just kind of out with the usual comp cycle or bonuses or anything to just kind of say i recognize you thank you here you go that was a, a good one that we've done we also you know our employee voice is the big thing. We've done quite a few employee surveys where we are asking the questions around how they're feeling, what more could we be doing? So we're always actioning those points and we're taking them on board. And what we do as a business is when those results come in, there is a lot of work around breaking down that data, understanding what trends there is, what's some more things that we could do. Um, you know, at the very start of, of the pandemic, one of the key things came out, people were just feeling really pressurised, their anxiety was high around this transition to work from home. We very quickly implemented an emergency paid time off policy so people could get 10 days um, and we encourage people to take that to just maybe settle into their new way of working, you know, find that new routine, you know, so we supported people with that as well. So those were just some of the probably the big ticket items, the big key initiatives that we've done at the start to, you know, pivot towards the new way of working, but also, you know, keep our people engaged, let them know that in a virtual world, we still recognise what we do. We don't necessarily have that day to day face to face and, you know, bumping in in the corridors and, you know, those those elements of recognition but just saying to them we still we still get that and here's a thank you and you know it's such a positive impact i think when people get that and get that bit of recognition that they know you know they're valued and, and we absolutely recognize what they do yeah absolutely i think yeah, there's a few things there so in terms of the eap i think the eap these days is, is such a must-have now for a business it's just so important i i was uh, I, I used it myself a few years ago at, at Interquest and um, it was just such a lifeline for me. And I probably wouldn't have even thought about any kind of counselling unless someone had pointed me in that direction. And especially now, if you look at the NHS for any kind of mental health support, sometimes you can end up with a, a very, very long wait. So be able to get access to that straight away is just so useful. Um, in terms of the thank you Thursdays, I love that. And I think you know, that, that, that recognition, that thank you, is then copying in their line managers and things like that is so important as well. I remember, you know, when I first got into recruitment, um, I, I, I remember anytime I got a message from my manager um, saying, well done, I always said it on to my mum because I was just so happy about yeah. it, you know, I was just so proud of it. And those things, those, I remember those things more than any paychecks, you know, they're the things that really kind of give you those spikes, aren't they? 
it's such a good thing and you know even for me when when i get them i'm you know there's that warm feeling you get inside and like what you say i, I mean i've not sent it to my mum she probably wouldn't understand how to open the email or what it meant but <laughs> you know i've i've got a wee folder that you just and, and i put them in there and some days where you just feel it's getting a wee bit harder it's getting a wee bit tougher just go in and read some of them to remind myself you know the difference that we're making and and things like that so even you know it can be weeks or months later they still have that impact certainly with me anyway so it's such a powerful thing and it literally you know it costs us nothing other than two minutes of our time to go in and just type a quick message and say thank you yeah absolutely and how, how do you know that the i mean it sound these they sound like good things how do you know that these things have worked or gone down well i, th- I think feedback's a big thing you know we get a lot of that but also you know the usage on them so we can track the the usage of like the the point perk system you know our thank you thursday portal and and we see the usage is high it became a lot higher during um the pandemic the past kind of 20 months it's it's definitely increased so i think that's a good measurement for us to kind of see that um, and you know that people are buying into it and actually appreciate it and it's probably one of these slow burners right like anything and then suddenly somebody starts to talk about it and they go in and they use it and you know we're constantly promoting it as i say emails go out when it comes to thank you thursday reminding people as you want to do that so we're really good at it's continuing to you know make sure people are engaged but certainly you know we can look at that and i think Again, surveys we do, we get feedback, certainly, you know, with my team, when I get them for them, you know, I'll go back and praise to them and they're so positive about it as well. And you see the impact it has on them. So I think people, managers see that firsthand, the impact it has. Yeah, and it's, you know, it's so important. I mean, of course, there's, uh, to utilise something like an EAP, there's an investment a business needs to make, which costs money. And of course, yep. you know, depending on the size of your business, it's tough, but there's so many things you can do which don't cost a penny. Um, you know, things <laughs> like Thank You Thursday, anyone can do that. And again, that recognition in. Um, so when people think about, oh, you know, I want to look after my men- the mental well-being of my staff, but it, it, you know, I can't break the bank. You don't have to. You know, you can. You really can do no. it very, very cheaply. No, you it, absolutely. And I think one of the other big things that we did as a business and Signal, you know, really worked with everybody that was a people manager to say, you know, we need to make sure that we're having the check-ins. Like, make sure you're doing ch- check-ins with your team, and we always do it on the the, the frequency that they the team member wants, you know, because you don't want them to feel as if they're being forced into anything. But certainly during the peak of probably last year, you know, I would connect with my team on a weekly basis. And we were encouraged to just, you know, show a bit of vulnerability with them and let them know that, you know, we're having the same struggles. I had people in my team that were struggling because they maybe lived alone or, you know, were having to homeschool kids and try and do the job at the same time. And, you know, so I would share some of the challenges that I had and, you know, the struggles that we would have. And I think you then build that bond with the team it almost moves from kind of being you know a manager to more of a friend as well that somebody that they can rely on and and lean on if they need to and you know Cigna as an organization we've been really good at giving that flexibility you know if if somebody needs to come off for a couple hours during a day because they need to go and get the kids or whatever do it you know you do what you need to do families first and that is very much you know, Cigna's our organisation, that is our top belief, you know, the family comes first and we'll, we'll do it together. And it's by having those open and honest conversations, you know the impact then as a manager of they need that two hours off. If you were to say no, having built that relationship with them, you know the impact that could have on their mental health and their anxiety because they're then juggling a lot of things. So again, that was that cost nothing other than as, as a leadership team saying, this is what we need to do and this is the commitment we need to make to our people. And, you know, that's huge. When they know that you as a manager has the same level of struggles and you know same everyday challenges it shifts the dynamic a lot as well 
Yeah, and it's that vulnerability piece is so interesting because it honestly does. It feel it, only two years ago, I think if you'd have asked me, I would have said that as a leader, it's the role of a leader to never show any emotion, nothing ever rattles Absolutely. you, stiff mm-hmm. up lip and all of that. And now I just absolutely I so value um the vulnerability i've seen in in my leaders and then i make sure i display my vulnerability to people and it's just so crazy how how quickly that's changed and how much yeah. i look at it as an asset now a, a strength sorry rather than a than a weakness I, and as that's the big thing i would say as a strength now and i think people look to leaders that are like that and you know i'd like to think they look at them with more respect and you know engage a lot more and i think it then increases the loyalty as well because people think well it's not just me you know my manager's got the same challenges so I'm not alone and it's that feeling of you've got a support network round about you so vulnerability like you say two years ago I would never it was always stiff upper lip everything is fine nothing to worry about the the house could be burning round about behind me but you wouldn't let them know whereas now actually it's okay to kind of say to them we're we're having a bad day and here's why you know so it's it's a changed world but I think changed for the better absolutely what, what do you how do you think um these um this is all how how has this all affected the retention for Cigna? do you think i i think it's i think it's impacted it positively i think when i speak to you know other people externally in the market especially during the pandemic you know i heard a lot of positive news about our brand and how we looked after people um you know i think there's a lot of organizations you heard a lot of bad stories over the past 20 months we we didn't hear anything like that i think you know would people leave our organization because they do i think it's you know more personal matters it might be to do with compensation and the likes certainly not anything to do with not being looked after or you know they've left because their stress level anxiety level's been so high they've left on the back of having really bad mental health problems we've not heard that because it's really important to us and we focused on that so listen we have turnover the same as every organization but i think these things we've put in place has helped that element of it where people feel they're looked after they're with an employer that cares and i think that's that's really important um as well so you know, we measure that really well through our exit interview process. We've not heard anything that contradicts that, which, you know, we take as a tick. Fantastic. And what about for, for talent attraction? Because look, these are, this is authentic um, where these initiatives have come from, but it's, you know, you've got a right to kind of sing about them and use them as a way to kind of, you know, yeah. convey your message and why people should join. So how do your talent team use that to, to get people through the door? So I, I think it's, you know, a huge, this is a huge piece now for talent attraction because candidates are asking for completely different things now, again, on the back of what's happened. So I think what is really good for us as recruiters is, you know, when we're going to the market and talking about, you know, we've got flexible working and if you need time off, you can do this. And we've got, you know, an EAP, we've got these reward systems, everything like that. It's, I know when we're all talking about it, it's coming from a place where we live and breathe it because we've utilised it and we do it every day. So, you know, it probably it comes across in that genuine way because if there's, if there's questions about it, it's not, if you will, textbook. It's, it's genuine because we can say I've used it and this is how it works if I've got the questions. And, you know, I think we're really passionate at going out there. You know, if people will say to us, what if I need to stop and take my kids? You know, I, I've got two kids so I can say, listen, I've had days where I've had to come off and deal with something because, you know, you need to look after the kids, something's happened, whatever. So we genuinely can do that. So I think we've got the real life examples that makes it, it's almost like an EVP that comes to life because it's not just words on a page. 
we can talk to it as well. And even during the interview process, when they're coming in and meeting with managers, they're saying the same thing and they're talking about their experiences and how they've utilised it. So, you know, people are going away and saying to us, you know, that's a really good place to work. Not, you know, almost set the comp side aside, which is obviously, you know, a main factor for people, but it is about that culture. What is it like as a place to work? I think people now are more nervous about making the move around. You know, I think if they've come through COVID and they've been working solidly, it's almost like, do I want to move? I know what it's like here. Is there somewhere else? So you really have to sell that now to make people make that leap. Um, and we do that. And I think we do it because we've used it. We've needed it and we can talk to it. And, you know, it comes across that way. Well, I'd like to think it comes across more personable. Fantastic. And what what advice would you give businesses looking to make uh, the mental well-being of their work, workforce more of a priority? Um, I, I think it has to start from the top down, you know, and I think they have to really take that seriously because I think people will emulate leadership and, you know, follow the path that they're taking. Um, I think that's worked here because our leadership team have done that. They've been open, they've been vulnerable, they've spoke about things, they take time to speak to people. You know, I, I think the one thing that we've done is really empowered our managers to own that piece as well and really work with their team and carve time out to speak with them, make sure we're doing those connects, asking them the important questions, don't be frightened to ask them if they're not seeming okay, you know, and I think that's the one thing. If you see things like productivity's maybe dropped or NPS levels of score, just asking ourselves the question, is everything okay? Um, rather than maybe defaulting to the way we would have a few years ago to say they're just underperforming. You know, it's now actually taking the time to say, are you okay? Is there anything we can help with? And I think, you know, we spend a lot of time with our teams doing that, just making sure that they are comfortable. So, you know, I think for businesses, it's maybe sometimes just taking a step back and asking, how serious are we taking it? Are we, do we treat it as a piece we want to tick box so that we can take to market to say, oh, yeah, we do it. But I think it's businesses asking themselves, yeah, but do we really do it? Um, you know, and maybe looking inward to ask that yourself that question. And, you know, maybe saying to yourself, if you've got examples personally where you've been vulnerable with your team or we've put reward and recognition practices in place that don't necessarily cost the earth, you know, but have we invested the time in doing that or getting the voice of our people? Are we actioning that feedback? I think these are all the important things that as a business we should be thinking about and really just asking ourselves that serious question. Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, look, thanks so much, Graham. Final question. Um, where would you, in the interest of sharing knowledge, where, where would you advise people go to get any news on recruitment or to learn about the talent industry and anything like that? Any books or influencers who you follow uh, and always get kind of good stuff from? Um, I, I kind of follow a lot of various kinds of recruitment groups um, on LinkedIn, kind of market trend groups. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of good insights on there. I think LinkedIn's got a lot of good information. In terms of, of books, I'll be honest, I'm maybe not a reader. I have two young kids, so I don't really get the time to sit and read a book. So um, that's probably, you know, that issue there. But certainly, listen, I think there's so much out there. I think a lot of big players, your corn fairies of the world, are doing a lot of market insights reports now as well because the world we're all virtual now we're not getting those face to face so there's so much out there I think if it's as simple as maybe sometimes just googling and you'll kind of see what's out there but there's a lot of great papers out there to read and I think LinkedIn is a hive of information at the moment as well amazing thanks Graham well look th thanks so much everybody for listening um, as always if you've enjoyed this episode all I ask is you share it with one person um, to grow the community apart from that I'll see you next time thanks so much Graham thank you